time here with Kylan King. You have a match with uh, NWA women's champion Camille. You've faced her before. I know uh, I'm familiar with your work. Uh, You actually faced her for the same title at CCW before. So uh, what's your strategy going into this match uh, to ensure you walk out as champion? Um, I think my strategy right now is just setting, studying her work as much as I can, because, you know, it's, her work has slowly been developing in NWA over the time. And it's, it's really important to look at what she's done recently that has given her success and to find the weak points in that strategy and, and that, uh, in that gameplay that she uses to find her success. Um, so right now it's a matter of setting that breaking that down and figuring out what the uh, vantage points for myself are in that formula. You, I mentioned you've faced her before. Uh, she has coming up on a year uh, title range. She's a, about a week shy now, but uh, you're getting a new stage and you've been in front of an NWA audience before, but this is a new, uh, new market for them. They're going to be in uh, Knoxville for the first time. Billy said that, uh, you know, hopefully this is the first of many times that they can go back to Knoxville. So you're really uh, not only getting a bigger stage for NWA fans, but, you know, you're really almost auditioning for a new market if you want to look at it that way. So what are you looking at as far as not only getting a shot at her again for the title, but really kind of establishing yourself in a new way for a new fan base too? Yeah, I think. it's definitely going to be exciting being in front of this, this new, uh, this new crowd in this new arena. Um, it definitely is going to bring a different energy, which of course is going to bring, I think, uh, a fresh, uh, spice out of Camille and I, um, for me, like for the past year or so, people have just been getting introduced to me and understanding the different kinds of things that I bring to the ring. I think on June 11th, when I step in the ring, Camille, it's going to be about bringing, everything that I've been slowly but surely adding to the repertoire, you know, uh, it's really easy to look at this match and think, oh, Camille and I are both big powerhouses. So that's what this is going to be. But I, I pride myself on being what I like to call a hybrid wrestler. Um, I studied martial arts for six years before I even stepped into a wrestling ring. So I have a lot of striking abilities. Um, you know, when it comes down to it and it looks like, you know, I might be in a bad position. I, I really rely on my technicality to help me through those situations to get back to my striking and, and my, my powerhouse abilities. So um, I think I think this, this night and this moment is gonna accumulate to everybody seeing the journey and then coming full circle to the point where I throw it all together just you know to try and win one of the biggest matches of my career. I usually do a watch list feature where I'll ask for talent match picks and you know, in this case, you're you're going in uh, to face off with Camille again. So is there maybe a match that you've had since that first uh, title opportunity that maybe highlights how you've improved as a wrestler since then? Or maybe one you've just had in the past couple months or just this year that, you know, really you feel like shows that you're a complete wrestler and, you know, sort of what you're trying to uh, accomplish as a talent? Yeah. Um, just recently when I won, uh, I 
right now I currently hold three titles on the independent scene. Uh, one with Coastal Championship Wrestling, where Camille and I wrestled each other for the first time. Uh, Capital Championship Wrestling in Houston, Delaware, and uh, the Belladonna uh, Elegance title. Mm-hmm. Um, to win the Coastal Championship title, I had to go one-on-one versus Marina Tucker, who uh, is a bit of an aggressive and dirty player. And I think that match, uh, we re- that was a match that really just, I pushed myself to my limit. I kind of brought a little bit of everything in my repertoire and I really showed people like, hey, I'm not, it's, it's, my size isn't the only thing that defines me. I am a fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that match really showcased and it, it got a lot of great reaction once it aired on YouTube. Uh, a lot of people were like, I didn't know she was capable of, of fighting like that. And I'm like, yeah, guys, I, you know, I have it in me. <laughs> it just yeah. sometimes you got to wait for the right match. Um, her and I had a couple great matches together. We also just recently had a steel cage match together to uh, kind of put the exclamation point on our feud together. Uh, so I definitely would say those are definitely ones to watch. I will definitely probably be doing a lot of uh, a, a similar strategy um, in that match or in my match with Camille that I had in that match. Um, there's a lot of matches that I've done recently uh, that you can find on title match. I don't know if they're necessarily on YouTube yet. Some of them might be, but just my different approaches to the same strategy, but just finding a different avenue for it. So people aren't always so knowing what to expect. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's just like, like there's, there's always like our, our bullet points that we like to get to in our matches because it's what makes us strong and what it's what works for us, but it's always about having a new approach to get there. That way people don't know what to expect and, and aren't fully prepared for what you're going to bring into a match. Yeah. The, uh, the steel cage match I know just went up cause I got a chance to check that out before this. Um, they were both bash at the brew events, if yes. I remember correctly. So the the first match you had, which was the title change, was a bash at the brew. And then uh, I'll include it with the feature, but uh, you can go and find the steel cage match on YouTube. So, you know, that's a full length match that's usually the idea behind this kind of started as like a, a pandemic thing where it was like, OK, wrestling was, you know, it was going away what are we going to watch so i was like okay let's talk to you guys and girls and figure out what you're proud of and what was out there and yeah it's kind of like the beauty of the good positive side of social media and youtube where you're getting to see full-length matches and really getting to learn about new talent and title match wrestling is one of the you know i talked to telly back and forth here and there you know for the past couple of years and, you know, doing like the ladies night out events and now finding out about mission pro and CCW. I think another match too, now that, now that you brought ladies night out, uh, 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 my match with Thunder Rosa at WrestleCade at ladies night out. Um, I think that's one of the first matches where people realize how much technical wrestling I knowledge I have. Um, cause it's not something I show very often. It's, it's usually like I save it for the right opponent. And I think that's a match that really showcases, like, I don't have to run a bunch of spots or, or pick you up and slam you every five seconds in order to have a really good match with you. Um, that was one I was definitely really, really, really proud of. And then I've had a couple of really great matches at mission pro my singles match with genocide, uh, from last year, I believe it was around like Halloween time. Like her and I had a, a banger there. Um, trying to think who else my my match with Ray Lynn which that one is on YouTube uh 
that was the first time I ever wrestled at Mission Pro. And that was one of those matches where I kind of combined a little bit of everything that I, I pride myself on knowing powerhouse striking technicality. That was a really great match that showcased all those sides of my wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anybody watching or reading this, go check out some of the matches we named. There's a ton of stuff out there. Um, the, the, I know the Thunder Rosa match from, uh, was it 10 or 11? I don't remember the number, but that one's up there. That's it out there in full. And then, uh, um, I'm glad you actually brought her up because I was just reading an, an interview that she did with comicbook.com. She was promoting AEW double or nothing. And, you know, she really said, you guys got a chance to travel. She kind of took you under her wing and praised yeah. your passion for the business. Uh, so what did you learn maybe getting to travel with her like that? Like anything stand out in particular that you took with you or just maybe learn something new about her? Yeah, I think, I think anytime I spend time with Thunder, I think it's, it's a refresher for my brain about how much dedication you have to have, not just in the wrestling ring, but in all the factors outside of the wrestling ring too. Um, it's really easy to get into the business and be like, Hey, I'm a good wrestler. Why is not anybody paying attention? But there's so many other factors into it. Like, like the, the grind of just getting merch out there, constantly putting content out there, making people understand. Cause like not everybody's going to discover you through a wrestling match. Sometimes people discover you through other things that lead them to watching your wrestling. So there's just a lot of different factors that you have to constantly be working on to, to, to make people pay attention to your brands and get invested and want to be behind you. Um, so every single time I'm with her, whether we're in a car or at a hotel room or just backstage getting ready for a show, there's always something to observe and watch about her because she's always moving. She's always working. She's always having conversations with people, making sure that, you know, uh, that the wheels are constantly moving. So that way her brand is constantly growing. And so she truly showed me how much work it takes behind the scenes, not just in the ring to be successful, but also to, her grind in the ring is incredible. She's always, you know, like she's always training. And then when she's not training, she's at the ring. So it's just, she's just, she just showed me how much work it really takes to find success in this business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's killing it right now. Uh, I don't think people realize how long she has been working at this. Like, you know, some people have only really known her since, uh, she kind of came over from the NWA into AEW, but like, I remember yeah. her very early on at, uh, some ring of honor shows. And even before that, like independent shows as twisted sisters and, you know, yeah. it was like, Oh yeah, like that's really cool. I'm going to fall. And again, it's, you know, kind of speaks to your point about, I didn't find her per se because of a wrestling match. I saw her at a wrestling event, but I was like, Oh yeah, she looks cool. Like I want to see what she's about. And it kind of went from there. So sort of having the intangibles and, you know, some sort of drawing power outside of when the bell rings, it, yeah. it's huge. Cause people, people don't always necessarily connect with the, the moves that you're doing in the ring. That's not, that's not the main factor of it. If people connect with you know, your voice and your personality and the things that you do in between all that stuff. That's what people connect with. So majority of the time people are going to discover like half the time I get more reaction from a promo I post where I actually speak and people get to 
experience my personality and hear how I like to talk and, you know, my sassiness or sometimes even a little bit of cockiness, like they see that and they respond more to that than if I would have posted a clip from a match, like, sure, it gets response, but it gets more um, interaction when people get to get to know you. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the, the veil has been dropped or the curtain. We have looked behind the curtain so long that, uh, I feel like people appreciate all the work that goes into all of the other stuff. And then when it's time for wrestling, then you can sort of enjoy that more. You have a connection, uh, getting to see, like you said, like putting out the merchandise and working on promos and just sort of, you know, you can still be larger than life, but at the same time, you have another, you have depth, more depth now than I think you did maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago when, when you know the wizard was still doing all pulling all the strings yeah <laughs> um one th- uh, other thing i wanted to touch on uh you also were trained by the dudleys uh billy gunn um can you maybe speak to the differences between learning from i'll i'll take billy out of the equation for a second but like maybe learning from Devon and then from Bubba, like anything that you sort of picked up on, like, obviously they work well as a team, but you know, they're completely different people when they're training you, especially on like a, you know, a one-on-one aspect. Um, so, excuse me, shortly after I started training there, Devon started working for the, for WWE again, um, behind the scenes and stuff like that. So, uh, we, we would get them in little doses at a time, but uh, I think with Devon, he was really adamant about the work ethic, you know, uh, really preaching that into us. And then when he was there, he would put us through drills. He would make sure he would give us like really, really basic spots because he wanted to make sure that the flow of it was really crisp, that like just the littlest things were um, like legitimate looking. Um, And I feel like when Bubba was there, it was almost like he was trying to make sure that there was intensity in us at all times. Um, Because if you watch Bubba's work, he he doesn't do a crazy ton of stuff, but what he does do is always like, just, you feel it, you know, it's intense. Like you, you can feel the pain that he's causing his opponents. Um, So I think like, so I guess if I had to break it down, Devon, worked on us with the structure of things and then Bubba really brought the intensity out in us um w- when I when I first met Bubba he was a lot more involved with Ring of Honor at the time so I only got to see him like once or twice a month but when he was there he would just bring so much out in me and then too that kind of led in if you, if you don't mind me like segueing to Billy um Billy was kind of similar where like he he didn't teach us like he did he wouldn't like go through all this stuff and teach us all this crazy stuff but the he would break down the basics and make sure that what we did was intense and it looked good and uh uh that we had um just a lot of power behind the things that we did and billy too like he had a really great way because i feel like no matter what sport or or kind of thing that you get into you're going to have a bunch of different people that you learn from at some point and sometimes, no matter how great the coaches are, there's always somebody who speaks to you in a certain way that your brain just computes it. You know what I'm saying? And Billy, Billy was like, I, by the time I got to Billy, I'd already learned 
a bunch of stuff through Devon and Bubba mm -hmm. and even our other trainer, uh, John Cruz. Uh, but there was just something about the way Billy would approach it. And he would speak to me that the things that, that, that they had already been reiterating to me over the last couple of months, suddenly it just made sense in my brain. Um, and he also, he also, he also ran me through a lot of drills and taught me how to, uh, pace myself correctly and be comfortable speaking in the ring. Cause sometimes like you try to go there and you try to memorize it all and just go, but he, he was really able to be like, Hey, this is how you keep your chill in the ring. This is how you keep it going. No matter what happens. Like he was very, very good at bringing that side out of me performance wise. So no matter who I stepped in the ring with, whether they were more experienced than me or less experienced than me, I could handle myself. And so that was, that was what each person kind of did for me individually. But like all together, it was just like every part of the learning experience that you needed. Yeah, it, it's really cool to see how you're you're putting it together, presenting yourself, uh, but you know now getting some insight on those guys specifically. It uh, you know it makes a lot more sense as you you see what's on TV on social media and now sort of again not to use it again but peeking behind the curtain it you know yeah. it, it translates from what you're saying to what you're showing so that's really cool and i appreciate you sharing that yeah i think the way that i think the way they they each taught me just slowly but surely brought confidence out in me and just made me because i wasn't always like the most uh confident and like strong person but i think mm -hmm. the way they each broke it down for me individually over time as as my learning experience was growing and building it just, it was, it was the correct layers that I needed to go through in order to find myself in the ring and find my confidence and, and own, own myself in that ring. If that makes any kind of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kylan King challenges Camille for the NWA world women's championship at NWA always ready. Uh, catch it June 11th. It's in Knoxville. If you can be there in person, if not, you can order it on pay-per-view and on fight. Uh, I know you're, you're on Instagram, uh, Kylan King, one word, and I believe yeah. it's the same handle on Twitter. Yep. Nice okay. and easy. <laughs> so check her out, uh, what she's up to. And again, when I put the, uh, watch list in the feature out, we'll have some cool matches to share. Uh, good luck next weekend. And, you know, thanks very much for your time. Thank you.